Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Let's go back in better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear hotline, and there's a bunch of them today. I got my ESPN crew coming through. Dan Orlovsky will be here. Marcus Spears will be here. Maybe my favorite green list that we have done so far. Since we've been doing that for about a month, that is on the way. It is, of course, Super Bowl themed. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. Tons of Super Bowl trivia is here, but there's only one place to start. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. And the one place that we begin, the only place that we can begin, of course, is with Super Bowl 55 and predictions. And I don't need to sit here and tell you right now who is going to win the Super Bowl. Because I already did that on September 10th of this year. I told you how this was going to go. I, too, have Kansas City winning the Super Bowl, but I have them beating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I just buy. Mm. I buy into it in every conceivable way, primarily because that's a much better team than anyone else, I think, realizes the Buccaneers I'm talking about. So I've got Tampa Tom at home, but I have him losing to Mahomes and the Chiefs. All right. Now, I hate to be that guy. Who dusts that off here now that I've been proven right as one of the great predictions maybe in the history of sports. And, you know, I was a tad put off as we just wrapped up the television show here by all of our analysts, all of my friends questioning whether I do truly hate to be that guy. So let me bring in, uh, first off, uh, my main man, Hembo, here. Hembo, what can I tell you about Hembo for those of you who don't know him? He is my VP of Stats analytics, gambling, and general old man grumpiness. Do you believe, knowing me as many years as you do, Hembo, that I genuinely hate to be that guy? Oh, the the exact opposite. You love to be that guy. I love to be that guy. It's true. Uh, Bubba, do you think anyone bought it? When I said I hate to be that guy, my disheveled board operator, Brendan Bubba Peregrine, (laughs) do you believe anyone listening bought it when I said I hate to be that guy? No. You know, I don't either. But here's the thing. What I have discovered is a loophole. Right? I found a little like, flaw in the system because you can say, I hate to be that guy, and then you can say anything you want. It's literally the same thing as saying, with all due respect. Right? What movie is that? Is that Step Brothers? Which no. movie is it that he says, I, can, I, I said with all due respect? Caladega Nights. Caladega Nights? Yeah. Right. It's the Ricky Bobby movie. I knew it was Will Ferrell. Either way, as we've learned from that movie, and Will Ferrell, who is, he knows everything, of course. You can say anything you want after you have said, with all due respect. And now I believe you can say anything you want after you say, I hate to be that guy. So I do. I hate to be that guy. But I told you September 10th how this was going to go. And I see no reason to change my mind. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Hashtag KOD. 37. The kiss of death. I did it again. (laughs) I talk over that thing every time. Damn it, Bubba. You have to stop. You, the, 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 listen, this is... Uh, we have to stop. We have to have a meeting. We have to have a show meeting on the air. Brandon, can you slide that monitor out of the way, please? It's, it's, it's not on, and it's... Thank you. I, I, we have to have a show meeting on the air, okay? I, the, you tell me that this does not sound like it's over. Hashtag KOD. That sounds like I should talk, then. The kiss of death. Well, am I wrong? Bubba, right there. I never get that right. Okay. Let, I, we've, we've, well, that part is true. Too many digressions. <laughs> Kansas City 37, Tampa Bay 34, a classic, an instant classic in Super Bowl 55 is my prediction. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And I can tell you exactly why in exactly two words. Patrick Mahomes, you just don't pick against this kid. Not against Brady, not against that defense, not in a true road game, not in the rain, not if he's in pain. You do not do it, Sam I am. 
because he's the best, and it's not too soon to say so. Brady is the greatest, and it'll take a while for Mahomes to become that. But Patrick is the best, and if you would quarrel over that for even a second, I ask you, if you are betting on Kansas City in this game, and I gave you the choice of quarterbacks in the entire history of the league, would you swap him out for anyone ever? Anyone ever? Montana at his best. Brady at his best. Peyton at his best. Unitas at his best. Sammy Ball, Otto Graham, anyone you want. Would you swap out Patrick Mahomes right now for any quarterback in the history of the sport? I sure as hell would not. And that, my friends, is the entire answer to the question. Oh, by the way, his coach never loses either. Andy Reid, with two weeks to prepare, has the best record of any coach in NFL history. Coming off a bye week in the regular season, he's 20-3. and three. In the playoffs, with the extra week of rest, he's 7-2. and two. Add those together, it's 27-5. and five. It is the best record of any coach in the Super Bowl era. He's 21-11 and 11 against the spread in those games, too, by the way. Now, I know Kansas City has a bunch of disadvantages. The O-line is all banged up. Tampa Bay's defense, particularly the pass rush, is outstanding. And that's Tom Brady on the other side. But it doesn't matter. Mahomes doesn't lose this game. For the record, I like the Chiefs' money line. I do not give the points. I love the over. Props I like this weekend include Travis Kelsey for MVP, the under on Tyree Kill receiving yards, the over for Clyde Edwards-Alaire yards and carries, Gronk to catch a touchdown, Brady to throw two interceptions, and red to be the color of the Gatorade that they pour on Andy when it is over, and he's dynasty. This dynasty is official. That is the moment that it happens. For the record, it will also end a very long drought. We are in the midst, as I told you yesterday, of the longest drought without a repeat champ in pro football history. That means going back even before the Super Bowl. The last time a team repeated, 03-04, Brady's Patriots. That drought ends Sunday in 55. Again, Hembo, my VP of analytics and general old man grumpiness. What do you think? Who you got? Let's get everybody's picks on the table early. Who you got? I like Kansas City. Same like as Kansas me. City. Are you giving the points? Yes. No, I, I, like, I think they went by double digit. They're like Alabama to me. Like if, if they lose, I'm not losing money over it. I like Kansas City in this Even game. with the offensive line? Even with the tackle? Yes, because Patrick Mahomes is impervious to pressure. His numbers against pressure are better than anyone's numbers. Pressured or not, he's that kind of good. Bubba, what do you think? Who you got? Give me the winner. Super Bowl 55. Bubba, how long does it take you to answer a question? I've already introduced you today. I, I don't understand why, as we are in this very tight clock that we work within, you're right, not just right. ready to answer. Who's going to win the damn game Sunday? I, I mean, hey, it's a tough question. You know, I got to think. I'm thinking in my head. Uh, all right, well, all right. Well, I'm going to go with, for two reasons, <laughs> I'm going to go with Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady and because you picked the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag KOD. I love it. I think that is oh, the kiss damn. of death. I keep talking over that. We have to shave off the back end of that drop. It drives me crazy. That's one option, or you could just do your job correctly. <laughs> uh, okay, I can't. Listen, you could have said that to me with all due respect. Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. It's in the that. Geneva Convention. Look it up. It works. I think that is right. From now on, that is a feature on this show. I hate to be that guy. You can be anyone you want to be once you've said, I hate to be that guy. All right, we're just getting started as we count it down to the Super Bowl. Coming up next, I am going to say, 
the absolute last thing you are expecting to hear about Tom Brady. But it is true, and you will hear it next. My name is Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I am presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, like Danny Orlovsky, live in about 13 minutes. He will be on the Goodyear hotline. In exactly 30 seconds, I'm going to say the last thing in the world you were expecting to hear about Tom Brady. But I'm going to say it because it's true. That's in 30 seconds. After this word from 1-800-Flowers.com, you know, everybody knows that Valentine's is all about the wow factor. So give her a reason to brag with an enviable bouquet of red roses from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers has an amazing offer just for my listeners. Get 18 red roses for just $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses, just $10 more. To order 18 red roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for just $10 more, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter my name, Greeny. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, enter Greeny. Hurry, the offer expires today. All right, so here's what I'm about to tell you about Tom Brady, and it is the last thing in the world you were expecting to hear me say. It requires a little bit of setup. And so to begin, I will tell you, in case you're not aware of this, that growing up I was a little bit of a tennis player, never a very good one, but that was the sport that I played, and I loved tennis. I was a huge tennis fan. And in the 70s when I was growing up, there were great players on both the men's and women's side, and there were a few players I loved and one I always rooted against. I always rooted against Jimmy Connors. When Connors played Borg, I rooted for Borg. When Connors played McEnroe, I rooted for McEnroe. When Connors played Vilas, I rooted for Vilas. I never rooted for Connors. And then, way, way, way later, 1991, Jimmy Connors was almost 40 years old, and he made an unexpected deep run at the U.S. Open. Went all the way to the semifinals, if my memory serves. And I found myself, astonishingly, rooting for him. I thought of that again when Reggie Miller had his final career, or final season of his career. Reggie Miller was the villain on an Indiana Pacers team that was the arch rival of the two teams I liked. I grew up in New York and rooted for the Knicks, and we hated the Pacers, and then I went to Chicago, and I'm covering the Bulls, and I liked those guys, and they hated Reggie Miller. And then Miller's final season, the 05 postseason, the Pacers beat the Celtics and went to a tough series with the Pistons. We all knew it was going to be Reggie's final run. And I found myself astonishingly rooting for him 
rooting for a guy I had always rooted against. And that is because it is about ourselves. Sports is less about the people that we're watching and the games that are being played than it is our connection to it and our connection to our past in a way that sports and only sports can possibly provide. And that is why, to my own astonishment, I tell you, I am rooting for Tom Brady. I've never rooted for Brady in my life. Now, if he was on New England, maybe I wouldn't be. If he was doing this at the age of 43 with the Patriots, the arch rival of the team I've spent my whole life rooting for, I don't think I'd be rooting for him. But maybe I would. Because some things are more important even than rivalry. Sometimes it's about us. And Tom Brady is a connection back to games that I remember and experiences that I've had. Tom Brady was the quarterback in one of the first Super Bowls I covered at ESPN. And I was a young kid, and we were just starting Mike and Mike, and my daughter, Nikki, my wife was on maternity leave, and my, daughter, my little baby daughter was there. And these are all memories I have, and it was Brady. And that part of my life is gone. It's so long ago. But there's a connection to it. He's still doing it. And Tom Brady was the... The last playoff game that the Jets ever played, and, and that's the last one I ever got to watch together with my dad. Tom Brady was the quarterback. Well, the, the Jets won that game. They played one more game. Last one they've won. It seems like forever ago. But there's a connection to that. It's Brady. He's still doing it. And so for some reason, and reasons that have a lot more to do with me than with him, I find myself rooting for him. I don't know if you've ever had that experience that you find yourself rooting for the wrong team as games are being played. You know, in this day and age, we pick a lot of reasons to root in games. So maybe it affects your fantasy league. Maybe it affects you've got, you're playing DraftKings like I do every week and you're going head-to-head with somebody. You're rooting for players individually sometimes as much as teams. Maybe you've bet on the game, and obviously that's going to influence how you're rooting. But if you're just watching a game for the pure enjoyment of it, do you ever find yourself rooting for the other team? Like you're watching the game and you go into it anticipating, I'm going to root for this team. And look, I know Andy Reid pretty well and like him a lot. I absolutely would have thought I would be rooting for Kansas City. But I find myself rooting for Brady. And again, it is much more about me and my connection to the entire thing than it is about him. And I would guess that if you were a sports fan like I am, you've had that experience too. So obviously it doesn't really make any difference who I'm rooting for, at least It doesn't going to have any impact on who winds up winning the game. But I will tell you that every time Tom Brady has held aloft that trophy in his entire career, which has been six times, I've been miserable about it. The three times that he lost, in particular, that first one against the Giants. I'm not a Giant fan. And and, and the Giants, in theory, are supposed to be, I guess, the rival of the Jets because they play in the same city. I've never really viewed it that way. When the Giants won that game to prevent the Patriots from being 19-0, when David Tyree made that catch with the ball stuck to his helmet and then Plexico caught a touchdown, and then that NASCAR package hit Brady again and again and again and closed it out, I celebrated like it was the greatest day of my life. But here I am, all these years later, and as I watch this game, I'm going to be rooting for Tom Brady. I can't believe I'm saying it myself. I wonder if any of you have had a similar or maybe the same exact experience. I'm greeting with you on ESPN Radio. By the way, maybe you're listening on Sirius XM right now, Sirius XM Super Bowl 55 Radio on the Sirius XM app and online. 
gives you inside access to what the biggest names in sports and beyond are saying leading up to the season's biggest game. Sirius XM bringing you all the can't-miss moments live from Tampa and virtually. All right, time for the list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. Green list. We do the green list every single day. My top five, this, that, or the other, as chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority in all matters. And I can tell you, we've been doing this for about a month now. Every single day, I think this is my favorite list. So I had planned that on this day, I would do the greatest performances in Super Bowl history. Just the greatest individual performances by players in the Super Bowl. And then we started throwing notes around amongst the group. And what I realized was, there's a whole list to be had of the greatest individual Super Bowl performances that come in losing efforts. So that's what today's green list is. Today's green list is the five best performances by players on the losing team in the Super Bowl. Number five. Five is Thurman Thomas in Super Bowl 25. That's the one the Giants beat them 20 to 19. Thurman Thomas had a much bigger day, much, than Otis Anderson did. And O.J. Anderson was named the MVP of that game. Thurman had 15 carries for 135 yards and a touchdown, caught five passes for 55 yards, and if that field goal goes through the uprights at the end, would unquestionably have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. And they just didn't want to give it to a player on the losing team. And you might remember that game. It was brilliantly coached and handled by Parcells and that defense, and the Bills' offense, which was super high octane, was never on the field. You have a note on that one, Hembo, for me? Uh, yes, in that game, 190 scrimmage yards. ranks in the top five all time among single-game Super Bowl performances and the most in a loss. And the most in a loss. So there you have it. Hard to believe that I've got four better, but Thurman Thomas is number five on my list of best performances in the Super Bowl in a losing effort. Number four. Four is Chuck Howley, who is the only player ever to win Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. He had two interceptions in a game Dallas lost to the Colts on a last-second field goal, 16-13. That's a game that, for Baltimore, Johnny United started the game, got knocked out early. It was a, a sloppy game. What were there, like 11 turnovers in that game? Something like that. It was a terrible game. It's before my time, but I've read about it. It was, it was. I think it's considered to be the worst Super Bowl ever played as far as just the quality of play. Jim O'Brien kicks a field goal at the end to win at 16-13, and a Dallas linebacker, Chuck Howley, and I actually was reading about this yesterday. He was in the shower when he found out he had been named MVP <laughs> of the game. But he was named the MVP, so he's got to be on the list. It's got to be top five if he was named the MVP. Number three. All right, three is Brady in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. I was there. That was during the time between the end of Mike and Mike and the beginning of Get Up. So ESPN sent me down there to do Sports Center coverage. And so I was there in Minneapolis, freezing my tuchus off, by the way. As Tom Brady threw for 505 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. His team never punted, and they lost. And they lost to Hembo's Philadelphia Eagles in what was an unbelievable Super Bowl. Again, being in the uh, the building there to get a sense of that, that crowd, because I think everyone felt like Nick Foles, he just can't keep this up, he can't keep it up, he can't keep it up, and he just never stopped keeping it up. And so Brady played by far the greatest game any quarterback has ever played in a losing effort. In fact, I think it was his best Super Bowl performance, and yet it comes in a loss. A guy who has won six championships and maybe Sunday it'll be seven. His individual best Super Bowl performance came in a loss, so that is number three. By the way, he did have one bad moment in that game. Brady in the gun, third and five, nickel secondary for the Eagles. Arms outstretched, handoff goes to White, end around fake. Here goes Amendola, he's going to throw to Brady. Brady with the ball right through his hand. Wide open on the 25-yard line on the sideline. 
outstretched hands, looking up into the lights, and over his shoulder, he drops the pass. That's Westwood One's call, Kevin Harlan, with the call. I didn't say he was perfect. I said he had one of his best days ever, and it came in a loss. Number two. Number two, best performance, second best performance ever in a Super Bowl losing effort was Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald for Arizona, the year they wind up losing on the San Antonio Holmes touchdown uh, at the end to Pittsburgh. Larry Fitzgerald in that postseason was as good a player as I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen a player dominate an entire postseason at any position the way Larry Fitzgerald did. In that game, he had seven catches, 127 yards, and two touchdowns. He had a 64-yard touchdown with two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter that gave Arizona the lead. Could have been the game winner. And that was a catch that was heard around the world, literally. Here's the German call. On the Eichmann from Hemba, what were you telling me, Fitzgerald, that year, including playoffs? What's the stat? 1,977 receiving yards, the most in a single season all-time, regular season, plus the postseason. Yeah, he was so ridiculously good. Santonio Holmes wound up being the MVP, and I can't argue with it because Holmes also had a very big day and caught the game-winning touchdown. But Fitzgerald was the best player on the field. But that is not number one. Number one. This is... Levin's in the backfield. Owens in motion. McNabb on a fake. He's back. He fires. He completes it on the far side and pushing out of bounds is Owens across the 45, up at the 46 with a seven-yard game. WYSP, Merrill Reese with the call. Terrell Owens, that was his first catch of the game in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. T.O. played nine catches for 122 yards and played 62 out of the 72 offensive snaps. Seven weeks after he had broken his leg and tore a ligament in his right ankle. I have said it before and I'll say it again. You can hate T.O. all you want. That is the most courageous performance I've ever seen in any sporting event. People talk about Willis Reed. Willis Reed limped onto a court in Game 7 of the 1970 NBA Finals, made two shots and was done. Walt Frazier won that game. Terrell Owens was the best player on the field in that Super Bowl. He absolutely would have been the MVP if they had won. And that was the most courageous and incredible performance I've ever seen. Maybe in any game, much less the Super Bowl. So Terrell Owens is number one on today's green list of the greatest performances ever by a player on a losing side in Super Bowl history. Greening with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. All right, delighted now as we continue looking ahead to the Super Bowl to bring in Dan Orlovsky, who has just been terrific all through this season as you watch him all the time. We talked this morning, and he's here uh, with me to look ahead to the Super Bowl 55. So, Dan, let's give folks specific stuff to watch for, okay? We know that Mahomes has the banged-up offensive line. We know the Buccaneers can get after the quarterback with that front. They're as good as anybody in the sport at it right now. What should we be watching closely for as this game goes on to determine what exactly is happening there and how it's going to impact the outcome? Yeah, Greeny, great to be with you. I think Patrick Mahomes has to play the best game he's ever played as a pro for them to win this game, for the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Uh, What to look for in that matchup is, First of all, how quickly the ball is coming out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Um, you know, that's in the, the traditional, like, pass game thought, but also in their run-pass option game. You know, uh, how quickly he gets that ball out into space. Uh, and then what those guys do with it. Number two, 
how the second level of Tampa's defense, so we're talking the linebackers, Levante David, Devin White, Sean Murphy bunting as the nickel, how they play against the run pass option. So often, you know, they create such a good passing game, Kansas City, because those defenders sell out to stop the run, and then those quick little slants or bubbles become big plays. They actually have to play it backwards. They've got to play the pass first and then go to help against the run. And when doing that, another thing to watch is how good Tampa's defensive line plays against the run. We've talked about it all week in their pass rush. You know, but one of the reasons why the RPO will help offenses is it's space. Offensive linemen are spread out a little bit more, and they don't have to block as many people. In five offensive linemen, you don't need, when you run the RPO out of space, you don't need all five guys to block really well. You need three of them to block well because you're not blocking a guy or two on the defense. And so um, how well they can do that versus Tampa's defensive line and can Tampa's defensive line by itself shut down the run. So here's what I'm curious about, Dan, because if Tampa Bay's defensive front starts wrecking the game a little bit, if it does start becoming a factor, and Hembo just gave me a note here, Mahomes went 16 out of 17 for 171 yards when he got rid of the ball within two seconds the first time these two teams played each other. So maybe it doesn't matter. But if, as we're watching the game, we see Tampa's defense starting to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes and it's a factor, and they all of a sudden have to keep in extra people to block, they need Kelsey to be more of a blocker, they need running backs to be more of a blocker, how does that impact what Kansas City wants to do with that incredibly explosive offense? Yeah, that would be a huge thing, especially because the coverage style that Tampa wants to play where they'll play some combo coverages and whatnot. You've got to get people out and find the fourth or fifth matchup. I would say this, Greeny, I don't think that's the likely answer by Kansas City, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Kansas City is too smart to sit there and go, oh, no, we're not doing a good job blocking these edges. We're just going to keep our tight end or back. What they'll do is they'll be pocket movement. You know, they'll, they'll half roll Patrick Mahomes out and – um, you know, maybe slide the offensive line one way. They'll get into empty. They'll actually go contrary to our thought process. They'll get into empty and go five offensive linemen by themselves because then that's going to force the ball to be distributed out quicker to an easier matchup. You know, like when I put five guys out in on the perimeter in coverage, at some point I've got, a, I, I've got an, op, uh, um, an advantage in my matchup for Kansas City. And so – that, that allows the ball to come out a little bit quicker for a quarterback rather than holding it so much. I think that we could see a little bit of play action, but I don't, I don't think that Eric Bieniemy and, and Andy Reid are going to sit there and go, you know what, we've got to keep Travis in for protections or whatnot. I, I think that they'll actually go for the opposite and deploy them out to try to get the ball out quicker. Uh, Greeny and Dan Orlovsky with me here on the Goodyear Hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Dan, how much should we expect to see Mahomes running with the football? Based on all of this, he was very effective with it in the playoffs last year. He hurt the toe in the first playoff game this year, so we didn't see much of it in the championship game. Should we expect to see him running with the ball a lot? Yeah, absolutely, especially early on. You know, I think a big part of this game early on is how Patrick Mahomes kind of controls the defensive line himself. You know, it's, it, it takes a team effort. And so, you know, I like this phrase, he's got to play fast but not in a hurry. You know, early on in this football game, if he sees a crease or a seam open up, that helps your offensive line. So, like, be a little bit more apt to break the pocket. And you don't have to commit to breaking the pocket and getting past that line of scrimmage so it becomes an only run option. But if you see a crease or a seam open up, be aggressive to it and that creates a little bit of a bigger pocket for you to manipulate in because you're stretching the pocket from your traditional aspect to maybe opening it up all the way out to the numbers. And so 
Yeah, I think that's a very conscious effort for Patrick Mahomes going into this game is not allowing that defensive line to get going early. And also what it'll do, Greeny, and we talked about this on live yesterday, is um, it'll frustrate that defensive line. You know, because if you start doing that early on, they're going to get frustrated with their rush integrity, their rush lane discipline and trying to do so much. And then that's going to create even bigger opportunities for him to create. Greeny and Dan Orlovsky, NFL Live, every afternoon, weekdays, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. You see the whole crew there. It's Orlovsky and Marcus and Mina and Laura and uh, everybody else getting ready to go for this Super Bowl. We've talked so much, Dan, about Kansas City's offense against Tampa's defense. Give me a thought on the other side. Brady, we know he wants to be balanced. We know how good they've been since they had their bye. He's only gotten hit 13 times in this seven-game winning streak. What do you expect when the, when the Bucks have the ball? What do we expect from Brady? Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing for this in, in that matchup is how well Kansas City's secondary plays the ball downfield. We know a couple of things about Tampa's offense. The ball is going to – they're going to take their shots. You know, Kansas City's defense actually entices you to take their shots because they play so much press man coverage. There's going to be a lot of those 50-50 opportunity balls. Who plays the ball in the air better is going to have a big determining factor on who wins the game. Is it Mike Evans? Is it Breland? All those guys that are going to have those matchups. I'd say the second thing is how well Brady communicates at the line of scrimmage. You know, communication is, it's got to be the game of telephone where, you know, you hear a message and the 11th guy has got to get the same message. You know, Steve Spagnuolo, the Kansas City defensive coordinator, he, I like the Star Wars pressures where like you get to line of scrimmage, like what the heck are you guys trying to do right now? I got no idea. And so, it's going to be paramount for Tom to communicate to the offensive line. This is what's happening. This is where we're going. Then those tailbacks to get it. Fournette and Ronald Jones like, hey, this is your responsibility. The receiver, you're hot off of that guy. So the communication is going to be a really, really, really big deal for Tampa's offense against Casey's defense. And in fact, Tampa's defense has been a huge factor in their offense. They've scored 10 offensive touchdowns in the playoffs. They have averaged 45 yards on those drives, their defense has been setting them up. Their yeah. average touchdown drive has started in the opponent's territory. And, Dan, you told us this morning on TV you like Kansas City to win this game, as I do. Have a terrific weekend. I'm still upset that you're not playing golf while you're down there, but I'm getting <laughs> over it. Greeny, I'm like 72 hours away from stream song. So while it's, I'm, I'm upset that I'm not playing, it's coming close. Okay. I feel better. It doesn't do me any good. I'm not 72 hours <laughs> away from anything, but that's a whole other story. Danny, thank you. Have a terrific weekend. You're the man, Greeny. You too, bud. All right, he's the best. Dan Orlovsky with us again. He picked Kansas City this morning. It was very split as far as what people were expecting as we got into the Super Bowl today. All right. All morning long, one of the many things that we are doing is that Hembo is giving us trivia questions. Super Bowl trivia. Go ahead, Hembo. What do we have? Greeny, which Super Bowl generated the most combined points? Most points between the two teams in a Super Bowl. Highest scoring Super Bowl. Uh, this one has a chance to break it. All right, I'll think about it, see if I get it right, and see if you get it right as you play along. We'll have the answer next after this moment for some straight talk. Look, your tax return could look different this year, but you're still going to hear a lot of noise about how to spend it. So when the big carriers tell you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With straight talk, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just 199 bucks. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny and Super Week on ESPN Radio is brought to you by AutoZone, our VP of Analytics. Hembo is with us today. Our disheveled board operator, Bubba, is with us today. Marcus Spears will be along shortly. We're doing Super Bowl trivia. Go ahead, Embo. For those just joining us, give us to the question of the moment. Greeny, which Super Bowl generated the most total points? See, so I think this is a sneaky one. We call it Sneaky Hembo on Get Up. And the reason is because a lot of these blowouts, like I think people are inclined to think, would be inclined to answer this question by thinking about games where both teams scored a lot of points. But there have been games where one side scored so many points that it might have actually been it. I'm thinking of a Super Bowl in which San Francisco beat Denver 55-10. to 10. Now, I don't recall the number of the Super Bowl, but it, 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 it would have been like 1988 or something like that. So, and as I've gone through the rest of them in my head, I think that one might be it. So I, I'm going to go that one. Whatever Super Bowl number is attached to the one where Montana beat Elway, it, it, that's my guess. That is incorrect. 65 points is not the highest total. This, the correct answer involves the 49ers. It just is not that game. Is it the 49ers? It, is, it, is it the Steve Young game against San Diego? Correct. He threw six touchdowns. What correct. was the final of that? Like 49? 26. 49? 75 20, total 75 points. 75 total points. So, yeah, I've seen, the total this week is 56 or 56, 56. and a half. I love oh. the over. Do you like the over I like this the over. week? I, I, like, like I do too. like the over. All right, we're going to go through some props as we continue here. I told you a little while ago that I'm rooting for Brady in this game, which I, which is completely contrary to anything that, A, you would expect me to say, and, B, that I ever would have expected from myself. You know, and it's interesting, there have been a few other notes. Bob Kraft, heavily rooting for Brady, did an interview in which he talked at length about how excited he is to see Brady in this game. I had Devin McCourty with me on uh, Get Up this morning. He was talking about how much he's rooting for Brady, and he thinks that entire locker room is rooting for Brady. I told you yesterday that Fanatics, which is the company that sells all the T-shirts and the, not the T-shirts, the jerseys and all that kind of stuff, that Brady is the best, over the last two weeks, Brady is the best-selling player in history. 
and that one of the top-selling markets is Boston and the surrounding areas. So football fans in New England are buying Brady Buccaneers jerseys. And again, I say good for you. That's your guy, and you absolutely should continue to support him. The one thing I do wonder, and I don't know and will never know, is Bill rooting for Brady. Do you think Bill Belichick is rooting for Tom Brady? Again, I don't know. Relationships are complicated because they involve people, and people are complicated. So I believe Danny Amendola hates Bill. You heard the comments from earlier this week, Amendola, the Patriot way is Brady. Amendola hates Bill. I believe a lot of players hate Bill. I don't think Brady does. I genuinely don't think Tom Brady hates Bill. I think that he got tired of just how demanding slash difficult Bill can be. But I do believe that Brady, who I think is an introspective person, at least when it comes to his career, recognizes and appreciates how integral Belichick has been to his success. I do not think Brady hates Bill. And for the record, I don't think Bill hates him back. I do not. But I do think there is a competition that exists there now, and it's impossible to imagine it otherwise. So I wonder, deep in his heart, if Bill hopes Brady wins or loses on Sunday. I think right now, he may be thinking, I hope Brady loses because I don't want, in a private moment, again, this is not something he would ever say publicly, nor should he. He doesn't say anything publicly anyway. But I wonder if as that game is playing out, if he finds himself rooting for Brady, as I will. And let me ask that question to, again, uh, Hembo and Bubba, who are with me here today. Do you ever find yourself, Hembo, you are a fan. This is used football. I know you. You're an Eagle fan. Do you ever, So that means you hate the Cowboys, you hate the Giants, mm-hmm. you hate what is now the Washington football team, and you have your own ingrained. And again, for those of you who don't know Hembo, he is, he is a 74-year-old man trapped in a 30-year-old man's body. You have, <laughs> you have the most old-school opinions on sports of anyone I know. That's right. Do you ever find yourself, as a game is being played, rooting for the opposite team you expected to or even the opposite team that you were rooting for when it began? It happens all the time, and it's hard to explain. It's like watching a movie for the first time, and you find yourself rooting for the villain. But I, Bill Belichick strikes me as the kind of person that won't even watch this game. He'll find out on Tuesday who won the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, Does he not? I, I think he won't tell you he watched the game. I agree with that. I agree that he won't acknowledge having watched the game. I think he will watch it. Bubba, let me ask you. You are a Cowboy fan. I got two NFC East rivals here. You're a Cowboy fan, so in theory, you hate the Giants. You, but although with you, I never really know how to break down your fandom. But that's pretty clear. Do you ever, as a game, do you ever, as a game is going on, find yourself rooting for the opposite team that you were when it started? Mm, I don't think so. No, pretty much just straight yeah i'm not gonna lie to you your lack of decisiveness sometimes with these things i I find frustrating i i could use a little more you never find yourself as the game is going on saying to myself i can't believe i'm rooting for these guys but i I mean i'm certainly not going to go into a game and ever switch and start rooting for the giants i mean that's insane (laughs) at no point no when the giants played the patriots in the the first one where the patriots could have been 19 and 0 who did you root for in that game the Patriots. You rooted for because you hate the Giants no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I lost five hundred dollars because of that. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's why Bubba's still working. Fair that game. Okay, fair enough. I hear you. All right, that's fair. Again, once you start betting on these games, and even whether it's fantasy or DraftKings or whatever the case may be, I get that all those things tend to go out the window. I just know I can't be the only one 
who finds himself rooting for the opposite team I expected to as these games are being played. Do you have a trivia question super quick? I do agree. I only have 15 seconds. The Chiefs led the NFL in total offense this season, most yards. Which is the last team to win the Super Bowl with that distinction? All right. I like the question. We'll come back. You'll try and answer it, and so will I. I'm Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. We'll have that answer. We'll have Marcus Spears and much more on the way. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.